The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruah Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the mitzvot Today's staff has been generously sponsored By Mr. Harry Ajmi In honor of uh, The premier caterer Our dear friend Mr. Uri Nidan we want to congratulate Uri on the birth of a baby girl. May he see much nachat from all his children. Today's daf is being studied. Today's daf is being studied. Moreno verabenu vaateret roshenu Chacham Obadiah Yosef ben Gurjia Sheover nitua hayom El nar efana lo El nar efana lo El nar efana lo Fata nefesh Fata guf Fata kerobadabo Vechen yirason venomar Amen We begin today's daf on Ted Zayin Amud Lishon And we are going to start Six lines from the top, starting at the Gufa. Comes the Gemara and says, Gufa, Amar Rabbi Amibar Tibiyomi. We have a statement from Rabbi Amibar Tibiyomi. Sikkecha Echelim. If let's say a person used Fischach, Bila'e Kelim, worn out clothes. Uh, so the Gemara says, the deen is what? Pesula. It is Pesula. Uh, no good. My What are these worn out clothes that we're talking about? We're talking about patches or an area of garment that does not even have three it's three fingers by three fingers. They're not usable. They have no function. Even a poor person does not use a garment that is so small. And therefore, they're even though they are not ra'ui, because they are so small, still they're going to be basul to use for schach. Now of course, a, a poor person uses smaller garments. For example, he would use a 3 by 3 etzba'ot garment, let's say as a, uh, a patch. You know, rich people won't even use that. But you see, the, the point over here is, the Gemara is saying that for the Aniyim, this item is considered functional, and still we're saying that it's not functional, and therefore still we're saying it is Pasul Tashach. So we have to understand why. So the explanation is going to be, since it came from a larger garment, since it came from a bigger garment, and the bigger garment was a keli, so the Chamin made a gezerah on the smaller garment that came from the bigger garment that was mekabel tumah, and therefore it's pasutanya kivatid rabbi ami bat We have a right to support this opinion. Mahasele chel shifa v'shel gemi. You have a mahaselet. 
That would be like a um, a mat made of shifa. How do they explain the word shifa? Is you made a mahaselet, you made a a mat out of these items. So the deen is shiyareha. Originally it was a bigger mat. Okay? Now what's left over after it became diminished, even though now it's a small mat, and it's not even ra'ui to be mekabel tum'ah. Now normally the shi'ur, uh, by a mat, let's say, to mekabel tum'ah would be, let's say, six by six tifahim. Here, it got even smaller than that. Doesn't matter. Right? That says you can't use it for skach. Why? Because since it originally came from a ma'asilat gedolah, from a bigger mat, and now even though it's smaller, still, hakami made a gezerah. And therefore, for example, the bigger mat was worthy to sit on. And Idak can sit on it. Um, Azav can sit on it. And therefore, it has the ability to be mekabel tumah. Therefore, the hadush is that even the smaller mat that came from it is going to be mekabel tumah. The Gemara continues. Ma'asilat hakani. You have a mat made out of reeds. If it's a big mat, you can use it for skach. But if it's a small one, you can't use it for skach. What's the logic? So the Mefashim explained that she says, by a mahasilid gedola, it's usually made for skach. That's the purpose of a mahasilid gedola. And therefore it's not considered a keli, therefore it's not going to be mekabel, tumah. However, a mahasilid ketana is usually used for sitting purposes, or for lying purposes. Therefore it's considered a keli, therefore it's going to be mekabel, tumah. So again, the Tanakhama here says, mahasilid kanim gedola, since it was made for skach, misakichimba. Get another smaller one and misakikim bar. Rabbi Yisro Omer, Afi mekabele tumah. He says no. Even the uh, bigger one is mekabele tumah because it's made stam for sleeping purposes and therefore in misakikim ba. So basically, the end of this bright we have a machlokin by a mahasilat gedola. Can you use it for schach or not? Let's read Rashi for a second. Gedola mesakechim ba delav keliu destama lesikuch. The next shita afim ekabelat tumak kasabar destama leshchiba vekliu. So that is the machlok. It comes again and continues. Aotet begadish. We learned in our Mishnah where the fellow was digging out from a haystack, for example, right? And now he created. A halal, he created, let's say, airspace now, which automatically the walls are formed, and by default he created now a schach on top of him. <clears throat> Keep in mind, he didn't touch the schach. The guy was just involved in making, digging out this haystack, and the schach appeared automatically. So the Gemara is a big hadushe. Ama and the Mishnah said what? That is pasul. Because of ta'asib lo menasui. Ama ravuna lo shanu ila she'en sham. Halal tefak b'meshech shiv'ah. Which means, we're only talking about a case where when you started to dig, you did not have a halal, a airspace of a tefak from the floor to the roof. We had less than a tefah across seven tefahim uh, length and width of the haystack. 
אבל יש שם חלל טפח במשך שבעה, הרי זה סוכה. So, but if let's say the haystack going in had a roof from the roof to the floor, at least a tefah, at least seven tefahim wide and long. So since you have the dimensions of a sukkah in the sense that you have the seven by seven on the ground, true, you don't have the height. But since your roof is considered a roof already, because the roof is considered made, Therefore, all you're doing now is extending walls. To extend your walls to the sukkah by digging out is okay. Because your roof was made. However, going in to make the roof by just building walls, that is no good. Which means like this. A regular sukkah that you're digging out from a haystack is pasul. is because when you empty out the straw from the stack, he did not make sukkah. It's ta'aseh velo asui. However, if let's say you have the minimum shi'ud of an oil, meaning it's one tefah, <coughs> that's the shi'ud, let's say, for tum'ah, and you have it in a seven by seven area, which is the shi'ud of a sukkah, so therefore now that you go dig out in such an area, the skak is considered made already. And therefore, Obviously we're talking about where it was dug out, uh, the schach was placed there for the purpose of shade. Now you're just coming to extend the walls. It would be considered that now uh, your schach is going to be kashir. Now even though you still have to dig in the Gaddish in order to let's say get to the shield of Tentifa'in, which is the height, that's just to kosher up the walls. Uh, that's not the deen of Ta'asevil Omen Asui, it's only said by Schach. That we consider, let's say you have a sukkah that's 9 tefahim high, right? It's 9 tefahim, so you dig in the ground another tefah to give you another tefah of wall. So that's going to be kashir. So therefore, since you had over a Schach that was placed on top of a halal, that was a tefah. So therefore the sukkahs kishira, it's just that your walls are not tall enough. And then when you dig out, it's going to be okay. Let's read that in Nashi. Ela she'en sham alal tefah. Gova meshech orech berochav sheva tefahim kishu sukkah. Ve'arka, and after you add that minimum shi'ud, actually if you look in your picture books, you see a nice picture in Kuf Mem Het. You see the Gaddish. It shows you that you had a seven by seven. Right? In the bottom. And now you're just making your walls ten. Then in that case, as long as you started with a tefah by seven by seven, you're okay. Now she says, When you don't have a tefah, so now you're making the skach by default, by creating the walls. It's an oil already. It's an ‫אין דבר כזה. 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 ‫א
that is going to be okay. But I, it should be pointed out that the Mefarshim say that the part of the schak that's going to be kashir is only the part that's above the 7x7. Seven seven, which is if you widen the sukkah <coughs> outside of the shoe that was there already, which means the tefah uh, space from the roof to the floor, that's the minimum, and seven by seven. So in that area, as long as you dig deeper to make it ten to five, I mean that specific area, the ten to five by seven by seven, the sky will be kashir. But anything else going out, you're now creating walls and more skach. And therefore, since the skach is going to be created by the walls now, by the digging out, that skach is going to be pasul. So we're only discussing the skach right underneath the seven by seven. Tanya name ache. We have a brayta to support this. Achotit megadish la'aso the sukkah. A guy digging out in the haystack in order to make a sukkah. Hareze sukkah kishera. Hareze sukkah, meaning it is a sukkah. It's valid. What do you mean? We learned in a sukkah. We learned in the Mishnah that it's not a sukkah. Must be that we must say the hiluk of Ravuna. That what? That it depends what you start with. If you started with a tefah by seven by seven, then already it's going to be kasher. Because your schak was there already for the sake of schak, and now you're just adding to the walls. However, now Mishnah, that said pasul, you didn't even have the minimum shur going in. Ikadirami lemin masam brought a stira between the Mishnah and the Braitha. Tanam, we learned in the Mishnah. Hachotet begadish ta'asol sukkah, ena sukkah. It's not a sukkah, the Mishnah says. And now what do you mean? The Gemara asks. We learned in the Braitha, it is a sukkah, it is a sukkah. Maravu. Here in the Mishnah, there is a that when you started off without a tefah height by seven by seven, you didn't have, therefore you're making the schach by default. And therefore, it's not considered a sukkah. However, the case that's kishiraz, we add the height of a tefah, which means the gag, the roof is considered a roof already, because it has the minimum shiur of a gag, which is an oil, which is a tefah. Now all you do is extending the walls, that's considered okay. <coughs> Comes the next Mishnah. A person is making walls from Lemala from the top to the bottom. Which means Hamishalshir literally means he's like weaving. They used to make the walls, let's say, out of reeds, or I should say out of like palms. So they would have palm branches, so they would weave them. So he's weaving from the top of the skach to the bottom. And uh, he doesn't get all the way to the bottom. But. So the Mishnah says, If he does not reach the bottom, if there's more than three tefahim to the bottom of the, from the bottom of the ground, why? Because this is not considered a wall. Why is it not considered a wall? Because goats are able to penetrate. The animals can walk through. And a wall's got to be a wall that protects. Look at the picture books in Kuf Nun Gimal. You see the case of Mishashid, so you see on the bottom, 
it's, they didn't go all the way down. They left three Tefahim off the ground. So therefore, since that little goat, the Gdi, is able to penetrate, so therefore the wall is going to be Pesula. Comes the Mishnah and continues. If you did the opposite, if you weave the wall from the ground going up, so long as the wall is ten Tefahim high, which is the minimum height of a wall. So the Mechisa is considered Keshira even though it doesn't reach the Skach. Okay? So the Mephashim explained because we're employing a principle over here called Gud Asik Mechista. Which means I'll say that the wall extends upwardly. If you look in your picture books in Kufnun Dalid, you see over here the tent of Achim wall. It does not nearly reach the top of the Tzach. However, using good Asik, we'll say the wall extends, so therefore it goes all the way to the top. And here it's a wall because animals obviously cannot penetrate through. Comes the... <coughs> Gemara Mishnah continues. Rabbi Yosei Omer, Keshem Shemilimata Lemala Asarat Tefahim. Just like when you start the wall from the floor and you go up, the minimum, as long as you have a ten Tefahim wall is kosher, even though it doesn't reach the skach, Kat Melemala Lemata Asarat Tefahim. So he holds also when you start from the top and you go down, as long as you went down ten tefahim, the schak is the sukkah is going to be keshera, which means this is permissible. All you need is a wall of ten. I don't care if it doesn't reach the ground. I don't care if the animals can go through. Let's read the Rashi on this Mishnah. Hamshalchel kol milemala lemata kareshul. So Rashi gives us a cloud. Whenever you're going from the top to the bottom, the language of the Shnah is Mishalchel. You start to weave the wall. You're weaving it going down. That's enough that the animal can penetrate. The batrosh easily. The amra pesula, so it's going to be pesula. Melemata, lemala, going from down to up. Shitchid leerog melemata, saruch lekarka. Umagbiya veodek kevan shigbi asara. Keshira, what's the state of the rimes? Keshira. Vafat pish shelo gielas shichid no yidim mishdas kach. The biyosir omet keshem shelemata lemala. Daybari gat yud. Ken melemala lemata. So to going from up to down. Daybari gat asara. Filu gevuar bemenares. Keshira. The kasavar mechitzat tluya asara materet. So he also obviously the biyosir. That a mechitza tiluya, that you have a hanging mechitza, that is going to be keshiran. Give us going to explain. Bemai kame palge. What is the source of this machloket between Tanakama and the Biyoseh? Mor sabar mechitza tiluya materet. The Biyoseh is going to say that a hanging wall is materet. Therefore, even though the wall is more than three tefahim off the ground. Even though the uh, wall is more than three tefahim off the ground, it is considered a wall, and therefore it's going to be sukkah keshira umor sabar mechisa teluya ena materet nachemim all that what that a wall that's above three from the ground is not going to be matir the sukkah. So it seems like this. It seems according to uh, Rabbi Yosef, he'll employ. Um, 
the rule, let's say, that so long as your wall is 10, we consider it going all the way down to the floor. However, Hakim, we're not going to use Gudahit Mehistah, because bottom line, even if you use Gudahit, it's an imaginary wall. The animals can still penetrate, and therefore it's not considered a legitimate wall. So that's the Mahlokit. Do we say Mehitsah Tiluya? Is it considered a wall or not? A hanging wall? Is it a wall or not? Tananatam, Tananatam, we learned in the Mishnah. Bor. <coughs> Okay, you have a board, you have a, a, a water well that is in between two hatserot, two courtyards. Half the well is in one courtyard, the other well is in another courtyard, and you have a wall between the courtyards, and you were not able to make an eruv between the two courtyards. So clearly you're not allowed to carry from one courtyard to another. If you look in your picture books, it'll be picture kufnun here. You see the two atzerot, you have the well right in the center, the wall splitting it, going right across. So now the question is, is there a way to draw water from this well on Shabbat? So the Mishnah said, You cannot draw water from the well on Shabbat. What's the logic? Even though everybody's only drawing from their side, but since the water on the bottom is all <clears throat> one, so it's considered as if you're taking from the other side, the other hasir, into your hasir. And since there's no eruv, so therefore it's considered carrying. And therefore it's going to be asur. Okay? Ela, so what's the adjustment? Ela imkin asala mihisa asara tifahim. So long as if you made a wall of ten tifahim, bin mil ma'ala, whether you made the wall uh, on top, literally, ben milemata, whether you made it low, ben betoch ogno, or if you put it literally uh, in the rim of the board on top. So the Mefarshim uh, explained the cases like this. First case, you made a wall of ten ben milmala. What's the case? Actually, uh, the Mepharshim do point out that this word bin milma'la is really not to be in the text. In Irubin, this word milma'la does not appear. And it seems from Rashi as well, it does not appear. So we'll analyze the next words. Bin milimata. Whether you place the wall in the board itself, close to the water, that would be picture number kufnun vav. See what they did? The wall is going mamash into the well itself. Down to the water. Right? It's just not a wall on top. It goes into the well itself, close to the water. That's Melemata. Ben betoch ogno. Ben betoch ogno. Look at the next picture. It'll be kufnun zayin. Which means it's in the airspace of the uh, well. However, it's rachok minamayim. Right? It's far from the water. Point is, so long as you have a wall of ten, either it's lemat that goes all the way down into the well next to the water, or it's even... Close to the water, it's going to be considered kashir. <clears throat> your art scroll actually has a better picture than the picture book. When you look in your art scrolls, you see the picture, uh, one picture is you see the tentifaim wall in the well itself, but much close to the water. And next picture you see, no, the tentifaim wall is in the airspace of the well, far from the water. This opinion holds obviously that a, <clears throat> this Tana says which, you can make this wall. Now what's the logic? Normally this Tana would say, a mechisa tiluya is not considered a wall. 
it's normally not matir. However, by water, on Shabbat, the rabbis made a dispensation. It's a special kulakula sheikilu hachamim b'mayim. A special kulakula rabbis were water, because water is a necessity. What do you tell the people? Don't drink? So therefore, for this item over here, hachamim were mekel. If you remember, we learned the case in Erubin, where a guy is standing in his window, and he has a gizustra. He has, let's say, a, uh, a balcony out of his window. And uh, the balcony is considered, let's say, a karmelit. Right? There's a hole in there, and he needs to, the hole in the uh, balcony, let's say, so he wants to take a bucket and go down into the waters and draw water and up the balcony. But he's going, the water is considered a shutiyahid. So he's now going to go from a shutiyahid into a karmelit into his house. So they put sasur. So if you remember, the Akhamim said he's able to place walls of 10 by 4 underneath his gzustira, even though the walls don't reach the um, waters, but we consider it good ahit, as the walls go all the way down. Therefore, what he basically does is, he makes the whole area of the water a shoot hayahid. And therefore, he would be able to uh, draw the water uh, on Shabbat. So basically... That's a kula, even though it's not really walls. It's only it's, it's walls that don't reach the water. So since in Erubin we see that we're lenient by uh, water, so Achimim say we'll be lenient. However, the Ban Shimon Gamliel Omer, we can do the Ban Shimon Gamliel says Bet Shemai Omri. So the Ban Shimon Gamliel quotes Bet Shemai. Bet Shemai says Milemaala. That what? <clears throat> so long as the wall of ten is within the uh, halal, the uh, the space of the well itself. So even if it's above the water, it's not going all the way down, like in the first picture. So it'll be mutar. No, no, no. It's got to be below. It's got to be next to the water. It's masmo that bet is actually more mahmir. He's saying the wall's got to be low next to the water. And bet Shemai says it can be even above. So if you look at the top to Safot, he says, It's the opposite. Bet Shemai is the one that says it has to be low next to the water. And bet says it can even be above the water. <coughs> the point is, both bet Shemai and bet say it's got to be within the airspace of the well, Amara Biuda, third opinion, So the Biuda comes along and says, You don't need the wall inside the board at all. It's enough between the wall that's separating the two Azerot. Which means I'm not going to tell you that the wall that you built inside the board is going to be better than the wall that's existing over there, separating between two Azerot. And therefore he says you don't have to do nothing. You can rely on the wall that is separating. The Biyuda, this opinion of the Biyuda that says the wall between the two Hatserot is going to allow you to carry between the waters, between, you know, each guy, each Hatser can draw from the waters. Bishitat, the Biyose Amara. Must be following the Biyose, the Amar, Me'isa, Teluya, Materet. Which means, must be holds that what? By a sukkah, just like a hanging wall is considered a wall. And therefore, you must follow the Biyose that so to over here, this wall that's in between, it's a hanging wall because it's not, it's not in the board. It's, it's a wall that's dangling, it's above the board, still we consider it to go down and separate the board. Which is the Gemara is trying to say, that must be according to the Biyoseh, that 
this dispensation is not only by water. He must hold that this wall is considered a wall in the halakha. Not like you, the first opinions. The first opinions are holding, really, a mi'itzah is not a mi'itzah. But what for water, the rabbis were lenient, so long as you put it in the board, so it looks as if it's separating the waters. But the Behuda is telling you, no, you don't got to do anything. This wall that's on top is a kosher wall of the ta'ila. Implying that what? That he holds, it's not a dispensation that we're giving by water. It's a regularly, it's a regular alakam, ha'itzah, ha'tiluyah, is going to be mutat, as well as by sukkah itself. So comes the Gemara and says, Vedohi. No, that's not the explanation. Lord of Behuda, Savala, can be Yose. Vedohi, the Behuda, Savala, can be Yuda. The Behuda doesn't hold like the Behuda, and the Behuda doesn't hold like the Behuda. Why? Lord of Behuda, Savala, can be Yose. The Behuda by Sukkah does not hold like the Behuda. Ad Karno, Kama, the Behuda, Hatam. The Behuda was only lenient in the Mishnah and Arubin over there. Ela, Behuda, Haserot, the Rabbanan. Because the whole law of Eruv Haserot is Midrabanan. Midorite, you can carry between these two domains. They're both Rishuti Yavids. The rabbi said you can't. So, in a case where it's only rabbinical item, rabbinical Isu, so he was lenient with such a Mechitzatiluya. Avalacha. Sukkah Deoraita. But over here, we're dealing with a Sukkah where it's Mitzvah to sit in the Torah. No, in that case, the Behuda is not going to be lenient. Like the Behuda said, that you can have a hanging wall. So the Behuda said his deen only by Anubi Hasidot. Now we go the other way. We know the Behuda says about like the Behuda. And the Behuda said it's not only like the Behuda. Why? The Behuda only said his deen by Sukkah. That Mechitzat Tuliyah is going to be okay. Because a person who sits and eats in Sukkah, he's only fulfilling a Mitzvah I shouldn't say only, but means if he doesn't, He's only being mivatel mitzvah taseh, which means it's a positive commandment. However, about Shabbat, the isur sekila, Shabbat is a type of isur that has in its sekila. Now, even though eruv is uh, only the rabbanah, but it's on a Shabbat, and the concept of Shabbat is a serious item because it has laws that are subject to sekila. No, so in that case, the Yosef is not going to be lenient. So therefore, you have no proof that the rabbis would agree to each other in their respective cases. The Yosef only said by sukkah, where the worst thing you're doing is being mivatel and but it's not going to be lenient by the case of the by the Hatserot, because that's considered already a subject that is Isus Sekila. And the Buddha the opposite. The Buddha will say, I'll be lenient by the Ayruf case, because it's not but not by the Sukkah. The Imtomar, oh, but maybe you can ask me a question. If you tell me that the Buddha was only lenient by Sukkah, but he wasn't lenient by Shabbat, there was a certain famous story that happened in Sipori. Who was the rabbi that allowed it? Now, the Biyosid was the chief rabbi of Sipori. And a certain leniency was done using a mechitzat teluyah. So the Gemara says, who, who allowed it? Lo alpi the Biyosid. The Gemara says, no, it wasn't the Biyosid. Ela alpi the Biyosid. It was his son. She said, Biyosid was not around at the time of that story. Already his son took over and his son was lenient. Umay ma'aseh, what was the story? Dechiat aravdimi amar. When aravdimi came from Israel, he once said, Pamahat, one time, Shachu, in Sipori, they forgot, Veloeviu, Sefer Torah, Me'arib Shabbat. They forgot to bring the Sefer Torah to the Bet Knesset from Friday to read on. Now, the Sefer Torah was in a house that was opened up to the Hasir. And now, in the Hatser, you had a bit Kines and other houses. The problem is they didn't make an Eruv in that Hatser. So technically, you can't carry from the house to the bit Kines. You can't take the Sefer out because it's carrying. 
So what did they do? So it says, Lemachar, on Shabbat, how are they going to get the Sefer out? You can't carry it, it's no Eruv. Pirsu Sedinin Agabe Amudim. They placed Sedinim sheets over poles, right? From the house where the Sefer Torah was until the Bet Knesset. And they made, let's say, a narrow path of sheets, which means they made a wall of sheets from the house to the synagogue. And therefore now, there was only a house and a synagogue in this Hatzay. I mean, they walled off that area, so you know, we're going straight from the house to the synagogue. Now, in that case, you would not need to make an Eruv, because basically you only have one house. The synagogue does not osir a Hatzir, because the synagogue is not a place of dwelling. The story in Sipori was where they had a Hatzir, and in the Hatzir, there were homes, of course, and there was a Bet Knesset. There was no Eruv made in the Hatzit, so technically you cannot carry. So they needed to take the Sefer from the house until the Bet Knesset. So what did they do? On Shabbat, they actually erected Sadinim uh, uh, sheets, and they created a wall that actually was between the shul and the house. Actually, if you look in your picture books, you have a great picture on Kufnun Het. Uh, you see what they did was, you see the Sefer Torah in the house, right next to the Zbet Knesset, it's in a larger Hasid. They quadrant off that area with these Mechitzot, and therefore they would carry the Sefer Torah from the house into the Bet Knesset. Now, I was in the middle of saying that the uh, air issue over here now is no more Eruv, because even though you have a house, it's not connected to the other houses in the Hasid. And our Bet Knesset is not considered a house that would require an Eruv either, because it's bottom line, it's not a place for dwelling. And therefore, uh, what they did was on uh, Shabbat, they made this uh, wall. So again, the Mahar They brought the Sefer Torah and they read from it. So comes the Gemara and says, What are you talking about over here? Is that permissible to actually make the walls on Shabbat? Mehechan heviyum b'Shabbat. Where did they bring them from Shabbat? Which means, where did they get these walls from? From the house? Where well, you couldn't carry from the house into the Hasid? You're not allowed to carry. So therefore, where did these walls come from? Again, you're not allowed to carry in the Hasid without an Eruv. So say they put up these walls. From where did these walls come from? Ela Matsu Sadinim Perusim Al Gabe Ha'amudim. And they have to say the story was they found the wall made already. And therefore they used that wall in order to carry, in order to read the Sefer Torah. That should be noted that Rashi brings over here another opinion what happened. Look in your picture books at picture Kufnun Tet. The only difference in this picture is you have two adjacent haserot across the street from each other with a mavui in the middle. Now, they didn't make an adjustment of shitufim mivuot. So basically the sefer that was in one house and one haser, and of course the speak was the Bet Knesset. So they erected the wall across the mavui. So they can carry from the house to the Bet Knesset. So either it was, the, either it was they just made the a wall in the Hasid itself or across the Mavui. Okay? So that is the story that happened in Sipori. Okay. 
Now, the point of the story over here is showing us that what? That in this uh, case over here of the Bet Knesset, the walls that they made did not reach the ground. They were more than three tiparim off the ground. That's the point over here. And still what are we saying? It was allowed. The Hadush is that even though the wall that they erected was less than, more than three off the ground, they allowed it. How could the Rebbe allow it? He was the one that said that Mechitzat is only a leniency by Sukkah, not by Shabbat. And the Gemara says it was Rebbe Yishma'il's son. Comes Gemara and says, Amar, Rav Chazda, Amar Avimi. Machaselet Arba'ah. We have a, a mat that's four tefahim wide, umashu, and uh, umashu. So it's four plus. Okay? Materet besukah mishum dofen. So you could use uh, such an item as a wall for the sukkah. Now, the Gemara is going to explain. If you want to just get a picture quickly of what we're talking about, look at the book Kuf Samich. You see over here have a mechitza. Okay? It's uh, four, uh, more than four tefahim. It's in height. It's actually four plus. So such a wall is enough minimum size for a kosher sukkah wall. How's that possible? You need a wall of ten. How could you get away with a wall of four plus? So the Gebarah says, Mechitza machatzel arba'ah a four plus wall, matere pesukah mishum dofen, can be used as a kosher wall. Hechi abid, how did you make it? Tali le be'emsa, hang it in the middle. Less than three from the ground, and less than three from the schach. And we know that anything that's within three, you can employ the rule of lavud. And therefore, we consider the wall that's within three of the ground extending to the ground, and the wall that's within three of the schach extending upward to the sukkah. Now obviously that is a Hidush, um, uh, but the Gebarah is going to speak it out. Gebarah says Pshita. What do you mean? It's obvious. Which means for sure it should work. What do you teach me the law of Lavud? We know. Which means you're putting your, you, have a, you have it exactly a 10 airspace from schach to floor. So your minimum size wall would be 4 and change, put it right in the middle and use Lavud. So the Gebarah says ah, Pshita. Now I would have thought maybe you can only use one lavud. You can only go one direction. That you can use lavud twice. You can use it going up and you can use it going down. Now the Hadush over here is even though later on there's an opinion of the Ran that's going to say you cannot say two halakha le Moshe Messinais simultaneously. That's only when you need both to work. Which means that they're dependent on each other. That you can't say one without saying the other. Here each lavud is independent of each other. Right? You can say one lavud without saying another lavud. So therefore everybody will agree that you can say Two lavuds, right? One going up and one going down. the has a question. umashu. If you have a wall that's seven and change, it'll be mutar in the sukkah because of a wall, implying that why you only say lavud once, which means. Look at uh, kuf samich aleph. You have a wall 
that seven in mashu, so it's mutar besukah because of dofen. Right? So we're assuming over here that it was a ten. It was just ten tefarim. So you have seven and change. So you have 2.9 left over. And there's your levud. So the Gemara says, So how could you tell me four and change? Ki Now that is talking about we have a sukkah that's bigger than ten tefarim. And therefore, in such a case, you're not going to be able to put a mi'itza of four and change. Because it's not going to reach. It's going to be more than three tefarim from the Schach or the ground. Therefore, the bright is coming to tell you that we have a case if it's seven and change, and therefore you can use lavud in order to get it to ten tefahim. That's actually the picture of kuf samich aleph, where you see you have uh, seven and you get your three to the top. So now, bottom line, you have a wall of ten granted on the bottom. It's open, but if you remember the opinion of Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Yoseh says, as long as you have ten from the top going down, it's kosher. And therefore, I don't care if the animals can penetrate through. We use the Allahic principle of good ahit, that the wall goes down, and therefore it is kasher. So that Gebarah says, to this, umay kamash ma'alam. What do you mean? What? What are you coming to teach me over here? What's the hadush in that case? Seven and change and you're making lavud going up. What are you trying to teach me over here? You're trying to teach me the concept of lavud? We know that already. So the Gebala says, nah, the hadush is the mishal shilin defanot melemal alemata kenabi yoseh. The hadush is that what? That we go like the yoseh. That you make the walls from top to bottom. So as long as you can use the lavud going up, so that's your three. Plus your seven and change, so that's two point nine actually. Plus seven and change is ten. Even though the rest is wide open, doesn't matter. Following the opinion of Rabbi Yosef, comes the Gemara and continues. Amar Rabbi Ameh, Rabbi Ameh comes along and says, "Pas arba'a umashu matir besuka mishum dofen." If you have a beam or a plank that is four tefachim. Plus, it'll matir in a sukkah, you can use it as a wall. It's a kosher wall, which means you don't need a full wall. Even if you have a minimum size, a plank of four to five in maju, it's okay. So, how, how is that possible? So, comes the, we know that the minimum size of a sukkah is seven. You need a sukkah to be seven by seven. How could you tell me now that you have a board that's four tefahim in a mashu, that's going to be considered a kosher for a sukkah. So the Gemara says, Just place it less than three tefahim from the wall. Which means that once already you have within three tefahim of the wall, you employ the rule of lavud. Now basically your wall is going to be seven. Let's look at Rashi. Actually, let's look at the picture book first. Kuf Samikbet. Okay, you have two walls that are <coughs> adjacent to each other. So on the third wall, just take a board that is four tefahim, four and change. Place it less than three from the wall. Now you're going to have a uh, wall of seven. And therefore, you'll have a kosher sukkah. Now, technically, if you remember, we learned earlier, your third wall does not have to be even that big. 
it's enough to be which we call a tefah suhek. So long as you have a tefah plus, and you place it within three of the wall, so basically as long as you have rov dofen, again, you have your 2.9 of lavud, plus your tefah suhek would bring you to four and change, and therefore, so long as you have, oh, actually four, 2.9, plus the tefah, 3.9, plus the extra is four, the majority of the dolphin is enough. So why is this Gemara saying over here that the minimum size of a wall is four, four and change, so you get your level to get you to seven, what do you got to go that far for? So the Mephashim answer, because if you remember, if you have a tefah suhaik, some opinion said you need a surat petah. You have to put the surat petah over it. So they were, we're discussing over here, if you have four and change, you don't need nothing. You don't need a surat petah. It's kosher as is. That's why we did not discuss the subject of a tefah suhaik. In any event, this is the uh, opinion of the Gemara. So the Gemara says, My what's the Hadush in this case? Lavud? That why you tell me that if you put it within th- three of the wall, I consider Lavud? It's teaching you the Shi'ur of the minimum sukkah. Like we learned according to Bet Shammai, the minimum size of a sukkah that's kosher, it's got to be enough to fit his majority of body, his head, and his table. And that is indeed seven by seven. Therefore, your wall has to be seven. The Hidushah doesn't have to be a complete seven. It can be a four plus using the principle of Lavud. Baruch Amen.